where I'm at now in my journey is I'm at this place where I finally feel like I am nourishing myself period, like full stop. Like when I'm eating, I'm thinking about how, what is like optimally going to optimally nourish me and my system. I'm not thinking about calories. I'm not thinking about fat. I'm like, what is the most nutrient dense meal that I can eat every meal of the day? What is the most nutrient dense snack that I can eat every, every meal of the day? And I feel really good about this. You know, I know that there is also this kind of like counter movement in the health space of sort of like, you know, being too purist or being too rigid in terms of like wellness and seed oils and all of these different things, which I I understand. But for me, I can feel that it feels like this is coming from a really regulated space of just sort of like, I feel so good that I have all the tools and the desire to nourish my body for myself and for my future children. Like that's, that's it, full stop. Welcome to the show. My name is Emily Green, otherwise known as Emily the Medium. This show is a space for spiritual seekers to explore all of the topics they're craving to hear more about. We'll cover things like spirit babies, conscious conception, spiritual awakening, the age of Aquarius, developing psychic abilities, 5D consciousness, and so much more. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Happy to be here with you again. It's feeling so good to be recording regularly. And just as I've come back to the podcast, I realize I actually have so much to say and so many ideas for episodes. And this episode that I'm going to cover today is something that has been in my energy. It's been in my mind for a few months. And originally I thought, Maybe I would make a post on social media about it. Maybe I would make a reel. I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to share about this. And then I decided I was bringing the podcast back and I was like, I'll make it a podcast episode. It's perfect. So what I'm going to be sharing about today is my journey, my experience throughout pretty much my whole life with topics related to food and exercise and disordered eating and different labels surrounding food and eating and dieting and all of these different things. I really think that this is something I have come a long way around and really, I mean, my sh- my perspective has shifted so many times throughout my life when it comes to just health, wellness, food, exercise, what kind of food I'm eating and when and how and all these different things. I mean, it has been, it's been a mission. So I wanted to share just a little bit more about my experience and where I'm at right now. You know, I prefer not to use labels anymore. I just don't find that, I just don't find that they serve me. But if I were to sort of sum this episode up, it's just about my journey on, you know, finding balance in the way that I'm caring for myself and, you know, being a vegan for a long time being a vegetarian for a period of time and now being primarily an animal-based ancestral eater. And um, that's that's the way that I'm choosing to nourish my, my body now. So I'm just going to be taking you through that whole experience. And what I will say, just to preface this as for some people, and I know myself included, that when I was not in a great space mentally, emotionally, etc. surrounding topics such as, you know, food, exercise, my body, weight, etc. Sometimes hearing conversations and topics that relate to that 
just are not the best service for you as an individual. So if you feel like this is just not the time for you to listen to this kind of episode, I invite you to turn this off if it feels right. But, you know, it's important to me that I'm always mindful as I'm recording things like this and I'm sharing my experience really true to how it was for me while also not sharing any unnecessary or overly personal technical details such as weight or numbers. So I won't be sharing any of that as we go along, mostly because I just I don't weigh myself. I haven't weighed myself in probably 10 years, close to 10 years. So anyway. I want to start where many people, many, especially women that I know, started their their awareness of themselves and their bodies started at a very young age, which is a whole other convoluted topic that we won't get into today. But I think many people that I know and friends of mine, you know, became aware of their bodies and their weights and this sort of thing at a very young age. And for me, you know, that was, I would say I had my first kind of awareness that I had this body and it looked like this and this is how other girls' bodies looked and this is how mine looked. And, you know, that there was all of this marketing, I think, to a lot of young girls in the late 90s and the early 2000s and mid 2000s just surrounding weight and dieting and exercise and all these things. And I think that I've seen these, you know, these posts of like people, it's, it's not actually, it's really not funny, but I've seen, I'm laughing because it's just so ridiculous, but I've seen these posts that people have shared of like different clips of different movies and TV shows that were popular around the time that a lot of us were growing up and how covertly toxic the messaging was, especially surrounding, you know, diet culture and all these things. And I know there's this massive movement that's happening right now surrounding this kind of unwinding from diet culture and this real sort of collective trauma healing. I really feel that many of us went through traumatic experiences growing up with that kind of marketing and messaging being pumped down our throats, uh, no pun intended, pretty much 24-7. So I think that there's a huge movement around that, which I think is just really, really beautiful. And and certainly I've been a part of, I've had my own experience with that as well. But I became body aware, I think probably around age seven. I actually remember coming downstairs, being in my room and, you know, having this kind of body awareness and feeling my belly and feeling like my belly was like what I considered to be large or I was carrying weight in my belly. And you know, I remember like putting on music and like dancing, like dancing, dancing, dancing in effort to like what I didn't realize at the time. But now I recognize it was like trying to, you know, lose weight or lose fat or burn calories or whatever. Not from the intention of like, I'm dancing because I enjoy it. I'm dancing because I'm having fun. I'm dancing because I love this song. It's like I'm dancing because I want to create a change in the way that I look. And then I remember, you know, coming downstairs after that, shortly after that and going to my mom and just being like, you know, I remember like saying like, can you stop buying X, Y, Z from the store? I don't want to eat this anymore. I feel like it's blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, I feel like I want to go on a diet and I want to lose weight and all these things. And, you know, I just remember my mom being like bewildered that I was saying these things, but that was my first memory. And, you know, I, I, my other memories that I, that I, that are included is always like being super uncomfortable in, in clothing room, changing rooms and being uncomfortable, like having to change around other girls in school, just being very aware of the way that I looked and comparing myself and the way that my body was presenting to the way that my peers' bodies were presenting, like this real kind of like awareness and comparison sort of mindset. So from that point forward, you know, I continue to be very conscious and 
aware of the way that I looked. And I remember like feeling guilt after eating certain things. You know, if I ate pizza, I would be like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. And then I like I, I can now recognize as an adult who's fully processed these experiences that I was already kind of in this like indulge and restrict cycle, which would be something that would become really common um, throughout different points in my life of sort of like, okay, you can have this, but then you have to like cut calories in order to, you know, make up for that indulgence that you just had, which is obviously a very unhealthy way of, of consuming nutrients and food. So anyway, from there, you know, I sort of had a growth spurt and grew after that, you know, grew quite, quite a lot in a short period of time. And naturally my body changed again. But even still, you know, I remember my after my body changed kind of like still when I was around age maybe 10, 11, 12, counting calories and being very mindful of how much calorie, how many calories I was intaking per day. And again, kind of in that indulge restrict cycle. So these were all things that I like just sort of picked up how to do. You know, from there, I think I moved into high school and... I pretty much was just like a teenager and just like ate whatever, whenever, without thinking too much about it. Lots of fast food, lots of just like frozen meals and whatever I could get my hands on. It was kind of like a free for all. But I also remember in high school having a couple of brief stints as a vegetarian and, you know, cutting out dairy and thinking that, you know, I shouldn't be eating dairy anymore, drinking milk or this sort of thing. And also like really recognizing in retrospect that much of the foods that I was eating also were contributing to a lot of the symptoms that I was experiencing as a teenager. Like, you know, I had super bad acne and I can tie that to the dairy. And I thought that I was lactose intolerant. You know, I thought that I was not tolerant to to dairy. And now I recognize it was just the quality of the 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 food and the dairy that I was consuming because now I can tolerate and digest dairy no problem. Anyway, I digress. So kind of had this like, you know, crazy high schooler, eat whatever, drink whatever, literally anything, everything I could get my hands on, I would eat it, drink it, smoke it, whatever. <laughs> it was classic. And, you know, later on throughout my high school experience, I started to become aware that my body was, you know, after that kind of growth spurt, I was probably most would consider quite lean. And I remember when my body started holding a bit more weight than I had been. And I became conscious of this again. It was kind of almost like, oh no, not this again. I remember thinking like, oh my goodness, I can't feel the way that I did when I was a kid, when I felt, you know, like I was holding more weight and I felt so uncomfortable in my body and all these things. And I kind of had, I had this awareness and and then it was also my high school graduation was coming up and I was about to go to high, you know high school prom and so I kind of started this you know exercise and diet program and it was a really interesting time actually and what I think a lot of what a lot of people might not know is that I kind of grew up in like when social media was just starting to become a thing so you know I had when I was in high school like the first couple of years of high school social media wasn't really a thing but towards the later years of of when I was in high school, we, social media was like just coming out. So, you know, Twitter was really big and Instagram was kind of just starting. Facebook had been around already for a little while, but it wasn't really a, a huge thing. And I think, you know, I kind of got into social media around the same time that I was becoming aware of my body again. And, you know, I have to like lose weight for prom and I have to look good in the dress and blah, blah, blah. And 
I remember that there was this whole culture on Twitter. And if any of you would kind of remember this as well, but there was this whole culture on Twitter of like basically what I recognize now, again, is diet culture, very toxic diet culture and kind of people with eating disorders educating other people on how to have an eating disorder. There was a lot of really harmful information being shared on this platform. And I was, you know, young and impressionable and started like following this advice surrounding like caloric intake and exercise and like how much you should eat and not eat and what you should eat and like safe foods and no foods and all these things. And really just again engaging with food and how I was nourishing myself in a very unhealthy way so this what started as this kind of like yeah I want to get like strong and healthy and look good in my prom dress really quickly turned into a full-blown eating disorder really kind of took over my life in a very 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 short period of time and so from the period of time that I graduated high school to um, about my first year in college, which was about a two year, two and a half year span, I was in the depths of a really intense eating disorder. I had anorexia and exercise bulimia, which is basically just meant that I exercised off every single calorie that I took into my body. It got to the point where I was eating abysmal, like very, very small amounts of calories per day, under 600, and exercising in the gym for two hours every morning, going on a five-kilometer run, and then also doing some form of exercise later in the day as well. So I was probably exercising in total for about four hours a day, every day, every single day, seven days a week. And I remember just those mornings, like I would get up out of bed, I wouldn't drink any water, and I would go run. And once I was done my run, I would have half a packet of oatmeal and a strawberry, and then go to the gym and lift weights or run on the treadmill some more, or this sort of thing for another two hours. So, I mean, the depths in which I was abusing my body and, and under eating and were just so great. And it was without a doubt the most miserable time in my life. I didn't see a point to living. I didn't see a point to my existence. I thought, is this all that this is going to be? I equal parts like desperately needed help and wanted to get out of the hell that I was in and also resisted the help at every chance that I got. Anytime anybody wanted to help me or tried to intervene, it was like, no, they're trying to you know, ruin my life. So it was a really, it was a really painful time. And ironically, it was right around the time that I had my first kind of spiritual experience, my first, what I call like my redirect dream, which was where I was shown, you know, the future that I would continue on the path that I would continue on if I decided to continue on the path that I was on and the path that was possible for me, which is really, you know, doing the work that I'm doing now and living the life that I'm living now. I was shown this reality, the life that I'm living now, the person that I am today. I was shown this when I was 19 and I was deep in the depths of my eating disorder and so depressed and super anxious and didn't see the point to being alive anymore. And and I know that that was the kind of the first attempt that my spirit guides had to help me get back on track. And ironically, that actually did help. That actually did turn 
kind of turn the direction in, in which I was going. I shortly after that experience, I started to, well, not necessarily consciously, but I started to recognize that I wasn't happy and this way of living wasn't sustainable. And I didn't enjoy exercising for four hours a day. And I wanted to live my life and I wanted to be free. And this is around the time that I got free tattooed on my arm because that's all I've ever really wanted to be. I want to to live this life as a free being. I don't want to be tied to any specific, you know, way of living or label or this sort of thing, which is why I said at the beginning, I'm not crazy on the whole label thing. And so I slowly, you know, started to heal myself. I had some um, support, you know, I had a therapist and I had the whole medical team who was overseeing my vitals and my health and this sort of thing. But ultimately, like I had to make a decision. And I remember after a period of kind of swinging the pendulum to the other direction and moving into more of kind of a binge eating disorder after anorexia, just it was my body's attempt of like restoring balance and gaining quite a lot, 50 to 60 pounds in a very, very short period of time. I just woke up one day and I was like, I am done with this. Like, I cannot live this way anymore. And this is not the way that I want to live and I need to change things. And so somebody asked me last week, you know, I saw that you had an eating disorder and you healed and like, how did you do it? And I don't know that I have necessarily a typical story because I literally just woke up one day, not to say that like the thoughts didn't go away and I didn't feel guilty or whatever else, but I woke up one day and was like, I will not live the rest of my life like this and I'm going to make a change. And I just started doing that, you know, and around this time I, or after this, this kind of epiphany, I, shortly after I met my husband and my now husband, and I met two of my dearest, closest soul friends and just their love and their presence and their energy just started to heal me, you know? And that's when I left my group of friends behind that I that I had been with and just kind of really started this new life in many ways. And I left like so many things behind and how I thought about myself. And I just started creating this new, this new life, this new reality with these new people around me. And I think I really had to like change my change my environment. I had to do something different. You know, I, part of my healing was that I actually applied to go to college and that's where I met my closest soul friends and my husband. And, you know, I don't, I think that that was probably one of the sole purposes of me going to school for those couple years was to meet all of these people who are such integral parts of my life right now, but also to like change the pattern in the way that I was living. And that's really what it did is I was, I, I remember, you know, just feeling like happy again and like I had purpose and I had amazing people around me supporting me who loved me so much unconditionally. And and I think my healing just kind of like naturally unfolded from there. And the interesting thing and where I'm going with this and why I'm telling you all of this history is because I had a couple of years post eating disorder again, where I was just in college, pretty much again, live like <laughs> just eating, drinking everything and anything again, after a period of a huge amounts of restriction and yes, foods and no foods and it was really nice just to kind of experience again, like, okay, here's, you know, this, this is the entirety of what's possible for me to to consume again. I'm, I'm not saying that I was still healthy at that time. There was still a lot of kind of unexcavated, disordered eating type thoughts and behaviors, but I had definitely come a long way to where I was like a year ago. So a year prior to that point. So 
from that point, you know, I started, I actually found shortly after I started college, I actually found medical medium information. And so this was in 20, I can't remember, I think it was like 2014 or 2015. And it was right around the time that medical medium was, his work was really kind of coming into the mainstream. And I remember I found his work and was just really like felt this connection between the gifts that I had always known and felt within myself. But then this, this connection between like health and wellness and food and nutrition and optimal health and healing. And so kind of like dived headfirst into his information and started implementing all of his recommendations, which as some of you might know, like medical medium is mostly, it is a vegan plant-based way of eating. You know, it's very like fruit and veggie based, no eggs, no dairy, low fat, you know, all these things. So I kind of really like threw myself into the medical medium way of living and eating. And even though I didn't necessarily have any chronic illness presentation at the time, which medical medium's way of, of, of eating is, is very much geared for people with chronic illness, even though I didn't necessarily have that, I still felt like it was something that, I mean, I had still lots of anxiety. Um, so I felt like this is something that could help me. And, you know, from there, I really, that's really where I became vegan. Uh, that's really where I became vegan was 2015, 2016. And I was vegan for six years, seven years. And so I've only recently transitioned my life and my way of eating from plant-based to animal-based or ancestral-based eating again. And, you know, what I can recognize in hindsight is that me starting this kind of medical medium protocols and going vegan was sort of just another method of control of my body and what I was taking in and this sort of thing. It was definitely also fueled by my love for animals. You know, I deeply, deeply connect with animals and I always have and always will and still do. And, you know, I really really bought into this messaging that was like, if you love animals, then you will not eat them. You know, and I was like, yeah, that at the time I was like, that makes sense. Like, why would I, if I love every being and I believe that every being is so divine and so perfect and is sentient and has, you know, feelings and feels pain and fear, like how could I ever eat them? Like that just, it was just like from that point forward, it was like, okay, so I'm not eating animals anymore. And it was really from that perspective. And I, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I was definitely very like, you know, kind of dogmatic about it and definitely side-eyed people who were eating meat. And at the beginning, especially, and tried to convert many people <laughs> and had many long, you know, vegan rants and lots of like vegan stuff on Twitter. And Again, like I don't think there's anything wrong with the with being a vegan. I mean, I was one for a very long time. I think in many ways I was very misaligned in my intention and also in my messaging and ultimately in the way that I was nourishing myself again through veganism, right? It just was not, this wasn't apparent necessarily at the beginning, but as the years went on, it was very clear that my body was not thriving being a vegan. It was not an optimal optimal state for me. So I want to talk more about that, but I just wanted to give you sort of the history and the backstory behind 
what I'm going to be talking about next, which is my transition from being eating disorder to vegan to now feeling the most balanced, happiest and healthiest I have in my body in my entire life and really just the journey to how I got there. So moving forward in my food story timeline. At the beginning of 2022, I started to just feel off. I was holding a lot more weight. My body was holding a lot more weight than I was used to. And I felt really starting to feel really uncomfortable in my body, was reacting to a lot of foods, even just like you know, fruit. I was having reactions to fruit. I felt just so much fear around food and am I going to eat this and it's going to give me a reaction and I'm going to like feel like crap for a few days after eating this thing. And my health, I just was really not in a good place. And I was sleeping like shit. I wasn't sleeping at all, actually, in the beginning parts of 2022 for the first like six months. I was only sleeping a couple hours a night and just like super horrible anxiety. And it was just so clear that my body was trying to send me a message about something. And, you know, it took me a while to kind of figure out what that was. But, you know, eventually at the point where I was pretty much only able to eat potatoes and avocados, that was literally like what I was able to digest. And those were the only two things that weren't giving me a reaction I was just so, so sensitive at that time is, you know, I started to get this intuitive message, like it's time to bring back in some animal products. And, you know, I had a a really hard time with this, but also I was in such a horrible place mentally, physically, emotionally. I had so much anxiety that I was like, you know what, I'll do it. Like I'll do whatever I can do to support my health and my body. And that brings me to a point, something that I've been thinking about, you know, I think it's so interesting when as we're moving through the human experience, you know, we will say things like I'll never do that or I can't picture myself ever doing X, Y, Z or I'll never not be vegan. You know, I said that so many times, I'll never not be a vegan. I'll be a vegan for the rest of my life. And I think it's just so interesting how we (laughs) kind of cling to those like never I'll never do this. I'll never do that because we really just don't know like what will present itself on our journey. And actually like that kind of like, I'll never do this. I'll never do that. You know, I used to think that was just like holding strong values, right? Like I have a strong value system and this is the way that I see the world and this is what I think is right. And this is what I don't think is right. And where I really had to get to is just this place of I don't necessarily have any hard and fast rules for myself of like, I'll do this. I won't do this. I won't think about this. You know, I'm just very intuitive in the way that I live my life now and the way that I feed myself and the way that I nourish myself and the way that I interact with everything that is, is I'm interested in giving my body and my spirit and my mind what it needs moment to moment. And that may be completely different than what I wanted or needed yesterday or what I wanted or needed two weeks ago. I really feel like I'm in this place where I'm in such a deep synergy with, you know, body, mind, soul, and they're all being supported in the way that they need to. And I'm com- my mind and my heart are completely open for the future. Maybe I will be a vegan again. <laughs> Maybe I will decide in a year from now that, you know, juice cleansing is something that I want to do again, or maybe I won't strength train anymore. I'm enjoying that so much right now. Maybe I'll just want to do Pilates. But I think that we tend to get stuck. And this is why I said at the beginning that I'm just really not big on labels, especially now. I think that the best thing that we can do 
and how we can approach the world is just by giving ourselves what we need moment to moment. And again, that may change. And I think that this also goes for the same. I talked about, I've been talking about this with friends a lot over the years, just around boundaries, you know, that our a boundary that we have one day might actually feel different the following day. And just kind of allowing ourselves this flexibility to be able to change that boundary or change our perspective or change our opinion and and really approaching and working with the world and the way that we interact with the world and reality in this kind of fluid, flexible way. And so, you know, I got this like message, like it's time to start eating some animal, animal products again. And what felt what felt good for me at the beginning and what I kind of eased myself into is just like starting with some wild caught salmon. And I remember the first time I like took a bite of this animal product after the first time and you know, six or seven years was like, wow. I mean, it just like, first of all, I, I was so grateful because this beautiful, you know, being this, this animal gave its life that so that I could nourish myself and so that I could heal and I could immediately feel my body and my brain like responding to these nutrients. It was like, my body was like, yes, this is what I was asking for. Like, thank you for listening to me. And I just remember feeling this like deep compassion for my body in that moment of like, I'm really sorry for not giving you what you needed because I, my mind was convincing me that that was wrong or that wasn't right or that like wasn't a part of my value system or whatever. Yeah, it felt really, it felt really good. And so I just sort of over the next couple months, I started to ease back into bringing animal products back in again. You know, I started with fish and then I made my way slowly to eating um, chicken and then I started eating beef, grass-fed beef again. And I think that's the key, like, that I am at this place in my life where I'm able or I've found ways to prioritize the quality that I'm looking for. So, you know, I wasn't just eating any eggs. I was eating, like, beautiful pasture-raised eggs from a f local farm. I wasn't just eating any fish from the store, conventional. I was eating, like, wild-caught salmon. And it took a lot of effort and energy to, like, figure out how to source that. I wasn't just eating any beef. I was eating, you know, beef that was raised on pastures and grass fed and finished and, you know, not raised in that. And and, and to me, like the, what was so interesting is that the frequency of these animals as I was using their nourishment to to help me heal was so much higher. They had such a higher vibration than I had experienced in the past when I was eating more conventional products before I went vegan. It was like, wow, I could really notice and feel the difference and just had this this deep sense of like connection to the earth and reverence for for this nourishment that, that I had. So started to feel my body responding to this nourishment, but I still had like a long way to go. I, I still had some of the issues and that I was struggling with. It didn't like happen overnight, although I did feel like an immediate feeling difference. It still took time for my body to start to kind of balance and heal and figured out that I had some insulin resistance going on, probably from eating such high carb carbohydrate and low protein over an extended period of time. And so I had to work on that. And the interesting thing that I wanted to share with all of you, and I know you'll appreciate this if you're interested in anything to do with my spirit baby work, is that for whatever reason, the last thing that I reintegrated into my, into my diet was eggs. I don't know why, but I just had this like weird hang up about eggs. You know, if you followed medical medium protocols, you know what he says about eggs. So I just had this like idea like eggs are bad. I'll never eat eggs. It's just not going to happen. 
And I remember one day, so I was like, eggs, gross, ick, no, I'll never eat them. And I remember one day I woke up and I heard my spirit baby say, you, your body needs eggs. You need to eat eggs. And I was like, well, really? And again, at this point, I was, you know, a little bit more open-minded about what my body was asking for, what, what my spirit was asking for. And so I was like, okay, the babies want me to eat eggs. We'll see what happens. And I remember the next day I just woke up with this insatiable craving for eggs. And I think that, you know, our bodies are really intuitive. And also, like, as a lot of you know, and you probably heard me talk about, our spirit babies will sometimes direct us to what it is that we need or our bodies need or, you know, changes we need to make in our life in order to support their conception. And for whatever reason, well, I'm sure actually if you know the nutritional profile of eggs, you can understand how that how they would be supportive to conception and pregnancy and otherwise. But it was just really, really beautiful because I felt this like, OK, I'm I'm open to this message. You know, I'm open to this message and I'm willing to act on it. And I've pretty much that insatiable craving for eggs has pretty much not gone away since I got it um, almost almost a year ago. So it's just really interesting how sometimes the different things that we can be asked to do. It's like, that seems so simple, but it was actually really important. So I am at this point in my life where I am taking a buttload of supplements. It's just where I'm at. It's what my body is asking for. As I've been speaking about on this episode, I'm really working to rebalance my body and my mineral stores and my vitality after a long period of deprivation from an eating disorder to veganism. So finding ways to support my body as it balances its equilibrium is you know, it's just where I'm at right now. And I will not be in this season of my life forever. I won't be taking, you know, a bunch of supplements forever, but this is where I'm at. And so I found a company that here's the thing. You get me if you're also in the same boat as me is like taking 100 pills per day. It gets a little old after a while. And so I found this amazing company and it is called Milk Moon. And they have the most incredible liquid supplements. So I first started taking this. I first started taking Milk Moon's Nourishing Fertility Tonic. I was like, I'm going to give this a try. I heard about it through a friend and I started taking it. First of all, the taste is amazing. It's sweetened with a little bit of raw honey, some cherry concentrate, some cinnamon, the taste is so good and it has all kinds of incredible herbs that are really powerfully supportive for people on a fertility path, such as chase tree berry, shatabari, it's got nettle leaf, raspberry leaf, yellow dock root, rose hips, goji berry, so many beautiful nourishing things. I actually was talking to somebody who said that they were taking the nourishing fertility tonic while they were trying to conceive and conceived very quickly with triplets. So this person was like, you know, take with caution. <laughs> so if you are on a fertility path or you're trying to conceive or you're calling in a baby right now or in the next few years, I highly recommend giving Milk Moon's Nourishing Fertility Tonic a try. I have actually noticed that in the two months that I've been taking it, my cycles, which can sometimes be a little bit irregular, are actually, they've been super regular for the last cycle that I had, which is incredible. It's already making such a difference in my cycle and its regularity and the regularity of ovulation and this sort of thing. So 
That's the first thing I would recommend from Milk Moon. Also, if you are postpartum or you are pregnant and you are moving towards the postpartum phase, they also have a postpartum tonic that just seems so dreamy. What a beautiful way to support your body in the postpartum phase where your body is has all kinds of new needs and replenishing minerals and nutrients and all of the things as you are rebalancing after pregnancy. So they've got postpartum tonic. I also really love their renewal tincture. It has ashwagandha, rhodiola, tulsi, milky oat, and it's really amazing for supporting your body after periods of intense stress or sickness. And this tincture has been helping me so much after taking an extended vacation and easing back into my work at the beginning of the year. It's made the transition so much easier. So if you are interested in trying Milk Moon, I will link it below and you can use code EMILY10 at checkout to get 10% off of your order. So where I'm at now in my journey is I'm at this place where I finally feel like I am nourishing myself, period, like full stop. Like when I'm eating, I'm thinking about how... What is like optimally going to optimally nourish me and my system? I'm not thinking about calories. I'm not thinking about fat. I'm like, what is the most nutrient dense meal that I can eat every meal of the day? What is the most nutrient dense snack that I can eat every every meal of the day? And I feel really good about this. You know, I know that there is also this kind of like counter movement in the health space of sort of like, you know, being too purist or being too rigid in terms of like, wellness and seed oils and all of these different things, which I, I understand. But for me, I can feel that it feels like this is this is coming from a really regulated space of just sort of like, I feel so good that I have all the tools and, and the desire to nourish my body for myself and for my future children. Like that's, that's it, full stop. That's, that's where it's at right now. And so I'm really like enjoying just creating all of these beautiful you know, protein-rich, fiber-rich, fat-rich, nutrient-dense meals. And I've discovered this like new love for cooking again. This is coming a long way from a person who was like pretty much exclusively eating potatoes and avocados for a year and a half. And I'm digesting everything amazingly. I've done so much work on healing my gut after a period of extended dysbiosis, probably due to everything that I put my, my body and my gut through, digesting things really well. And I think the other thing that I've really come a long way with as well is just my relationship to exercise. You know, I used to exercise to like literally punish myself. Like I said earlier, I was going to the gym like four hours a day, running five kilometers a day and waking up and doing it all over again, seven days a week with no rest. And it was really like not enjoyable. It was just like get through every minute, you know, go as hard as you can. Don't focus on what your body is saying. Like don't stop if you feel like you need to stop, like just push through you know, tear your Achilles, like just do it. Um, you just have to get it done. Like it was very like compulsive. And that's why I call it exercise bulimia because it was literally like exercise off every single calorie that you put into your body. That's how I, that's how I thought I needed to be. And then after, you know, I came out of that period, I sort of swung the pendulum in the other direction where any form of movement just felt like gross. Like I just didn't want anything to do with it. I could like go on long walks and go on hikes and everything else just felt really restrictive and really just not right. And so I swung the other end of the pendulum where I wasn't moving. And, you know, I'm somebody who 
like has a naturally muscular build and my body actually really thrives when it's lifting weights, picking things up, putting them down, having, you know, strength and muscle. And I went a really long time not having that, not having access to that and actually just like noticed in hindsight how that affected me as well, not having that outlet to move energy, to to move my physical form, to build muscle, to build strength, to feel strong. You know, I can really see how that kind of was like there was a downstream effect in my confidence and self-esteem and power and all these things. And so, you know, finding my way back to exercise was also something kind of complex as well. But it was the same sort of thing, the same way that it worked with the eggs and my spirit baby saying eat eggs again was sort of the same thing. It was like, I'm going to lift weights again. I felt so good when I first had that realization. And then also just like, you know, actually having the energy because for so long, because of the way that I was, you know, the lack of nourishment that my body was getting, I did not have any extra energy to to move and to strength train. And just it wasn't there. And so I remember the first day where it was like, I think I'm ready to like, I feel good enough to pick up weights, you know, and and do a strength workout and just feeling that energy and the aliveness that I felt like working with those weights again and feeling so strong. I mean, it was just incredible. And so now I'm really in this space where I'm eating super nutrient rich dense foods. I have amazing energy. My sleep is incredible. I rarely feel anxious and I feel really strong in my form, you know, and something that just to get a little esoteric on, on you, because we've been talking so much about the physical body and food and whatever, is that something that I have received time and time and time again and some of you sensitive people and starseeds might relate to this is that for me being in a physical body is very foreign and I am used to being this like being of light and not being in this super dense physical form and it feels really challenging for me sometimes to be in this form and figuring out ways to like take care of this sensitive body has always been something obviously that's like started from a very young age. And it's, I've just always remember feel, feeling weird in my body, like just like it's weird. It looks weird. I feel weird in it. Like, what is this thing? And so I think a big part of my healing journey this time around has just been like, yeah, you're in this this physical form and it can sometimes feel a little weird and a little dense, but how beautiful is it? And like, how can you nourish it so that it's the most vibrant, vital vessel for your soul to move around in? And I think recognizing that my body has struggled to be in physical form before really gave me a greater understanding and awareness of like, okay, if that's the case, then I have to maybe work a little bit harder than perhaps the, the next person to make sure that it's getting everything that it needs and it feels comfortable and it feels happy and all these things. And so I think it, it, some of you may be able to relate to that of just like it feels challenging to take care of yourself or you feel frustrated or, you know, many times I've just been like, why can't I just be one of those people who like eats whatever they want and they digest it fine and it's all good and you know, that definitely hasn't been my my story and my experience. But anyway, I'm just in this really beautiful place surrounding my body and how I'm living in this body on this earth at this time. And I wanted to share this podcast for anybody who is at a place in their journey where they feel lost or like their body 
is not feeling like they want it to feel or they feel depressed or unhealthy or low energy or anxious or like they've had a history of eating disorder and they don't know how to nourish themselves or wherever you're at in your journey, I hope this podcast can bring some light into your own situation and maybe encourage you to listen to the messages that your body has been giving you, what it's been asking you for. And it may make you feel a little uncomfortable. It may be like, I would never do that. I'd never consider that. But just see see what your body is saying, because I was really surprised when I listened to mine and how quickly it responded to me when I acted on its messages, when I acted on what it was giving to me. So I hope you find this enlightening and if it was supportive on your journey, I would love to hear if you've had a similar story or experience. I would love to hear. You can send me an email, send me a DM. Love to chat more about this with you. Thanks for listening to the show. Please don't forget to subscribe. Maybe share this podcast with a friend if you think it would serve them. And I will see you next time. <laughs>